1: there you are hi guys welcome to sage coach atlantis site sage with the Atlantean sage herself and her bros spider Sa- <laughs> we decided to do um, a follow-up. Brad actually thought it was important because of some of the f- feedback we were getting and the intel we were receiving and additional information that we um, were um, getting as well. So um, for those of you who are just joining us, I know it's a lot to wade through on the Stockholm Syndrome, the original one we did with Brandon. It's I know it's really long, but you really need to hear it. It's extremely important because every one of us is affected by it to one degree or, an, or another, from the mild to the extreme. And you need to find out where you are on the scale so you can um, heal with us because every one of us are going to need to, you know, get free and clean from this stuff. And the only way we can do that is by you know, the awareness and the willingness to make the changes necessary um, to do so. So that being said, um, I did want to say I was really super proud of Brand. He uh, is probably one of the most bravest kids I know, men, really. Um, It took a lot of ball sacks to share his story with the world um, when there's, you know obviously competing narratives and i'm really i'm really proud to know him and i'm really grateful that you know he's you know shared any of that with me much less you or the world because he could have really just kept that to himself and made the changes and then you know how would I know what right? So, you know I'm I just really my hat's really off to him, and um, I I just think that we all need to understand what kind of bravery and courageousness was necessary for him to come forward like that. He's pretty stirred up about it, as you can imagine, because you get that way when you share with your therapist, anyways. But um, so. Um, you know, any kind of love you want to sh- uh, send his way, guys, extra this week, that would be super appreciated. So, Brad, what do you got? Uh, I second, I'm
2: right here. <laughs> I, I second your, your feelings on that. I mean, uh, it does take a lot for, for him to come out and, and talk about that because not anybody's willing really to uh, to discuss those purchases. I mean, they, they try to keep a lot of their stuff hidden from everybody else. So. Uh, um, half off the, the, the boat, so. <laughs>
1: you know, yeah, he's he's a remarkable young man, and you know, right now he can sort of quietly, you know, share and 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 you, We'll discuss the analytics. You know, it's getting around, but you know, it's going to amp up. There are going to be people that are going to be you know, dismissive or even downright combative, Uh, you know, I saw online literally (laughs) some guy had said he didn't agree with his experience, but he went on to recant the experiences of the other gay people in his life. I just was like, I mean, you don't, you can't refute uh, another human being's personal journey. You just can't. Because that's, it's not yours to judge. First of all, that's, you know, I mean, you don't have the, all the data, so you can't judge accurately. And that that's between, you know, Steve and them. But to just be so dismissive, like, oh, I don't agree with his experience. Okay. Um, hmm. You know, to me, Brad, that's exactly what you expect somebody to say that has Stockholm Syndrome.
2: It is. Uh, it, it's on the very extreme, it, well, it, it's beyond the extreme that we would consider a Stockholm Syndrome. It, it, goes, it, it, um, it goes to the point where uh, it gets to the point of, of the petty first. And we, I always said the Stockholm Syndrome uh Transforms into the Patty Hearst syndrome at the end of it, because <laughs> because it really goes that way. And then when they do come to this to this party on this, uh, they they say, "Well, I was brainwashed." Uh, no. <laughs> uh, you cannot brainwash anybody. You can you can actually change their thought patterns, but you can't really brainwash anybody to be anything. You have to. Break them down psychologically to the point where it is well beyond the Stockholm syndrome in any redundant. it's not brainwashing because if you know that you're doing it, uh, you can't you can't you can't take your brain and wash it. You're actually being programmed, uh, it's not a brainwashing. Uh, I, I don't like that term of brainwashing in this situation because it really. Doesn't meet uh, the criteria of it. I mean, they, they use it so broadly that it doesn't fit the narrative. Brainwashing in itself would be removing all your memories, uh, and the, that and you wouldn't remember anything because
1: it, it, it's. That's boring. like what a cult does in the extreme. If you're completely surrounded twenty four seven by well, okay. Right, right. Well, thanks yeah. for making that clarification, because I, I wasn't even aware that the, the distinction, you know, where the line was drawn on that. So thank you for that. I'm sure the audience super appreciates it.
2: Yeah, you, they do have, there is a fine line between saying it's has home to being, uh, going into the brainwashing category. Uh, that, that's one of those things that uh, people don't realize. If you're getting in from one point to another, you actually are stepping out of the zone of it being a Stockholm syndrome into a point of being utterly changed into a person that you're not doing. I a mean, being. you know, it, it's, it's, it's weird. It, it really is. It, it, most people don't see it for what it is. Uh, as a military uh, veteran myself, most veterans would say, well, you know, it's, well, you're a veteran too, but a combat veteran, um, don't, you know, they say, well, there are certain things uh, that you look out for. Uh, Stockholm is your, you actually don't change your mind uh, to that. but you're actually trying to protect your captors. You love your captors. You, you do different things different. Uh, when you get into the other ones, that's where they, it, it goes past Stockholm. You're actually being reprogrammed.
1: Well, yeah, and against your will and typically in captivity or some kind of hostage situation, but, you know, we've always um, framed Stockholm as a hostage situation because that's, you know, basically... The previous data, that's sort of what they pointed out in it. But, you know, I think a lot of us have come to understand that you can be a hostage to ideologies that are being parroted 24-7 everywhere you go. And you don't have to have bars to be in a cage mentally. And I think that's what people who aren't following these sorts of things um, struggle with because they don't understand just how insidious it is and how long um, it takes to do that. This isn't like Brad said like brainwashing where they could capture you maybe in a few months and you know get you to see things their way. Um, this is something that's done over decades as they very quietly move you off of path of what your normal traditional ways of, thinking or being is and it's so subtle and so um deceptive and and quiet um that you don't notice it and this is exactly how communism and marxism and the Hegelian dialect or the dialect in general uh, tend to work anyway so um it's it, it, it's really it's so it's so frustrating to try to bring something to the awareness of your species when the 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 disease or the condition itself has its own jailkeepers of resistance to it that it's beyond just denial, which you get in a typical situation where you're struggling through something this has an element of protection for the people that have actually you know enslaved them and that's that's part of the the drama within the mindset and that makes it like harder for us to bust through that but the invitation is to just not worry about whether you have it or don't like just look at you know the data and look and see where it may or may not apply and um be open to that cuz you're in the you know you get to be in the private places of your own heart with this you get to be you know between you and God if you're like me you don't have to go ahead and announce everything to anyone this is private stuff for a lot of us you know it's just the it's just that we need to deal with it, and it's all of us. So there's no better time than right now because you know it's we're you're not going to be alone in this. We're we're not alone. It's occurred to all of us. And
2: everybody, yeah, everybody has it. Uh, and the thing is, is uh, we, we, we don't have it to the extreme as uh, most people would actually see it. Uh, we, we identify with, I can see, and that's where it comes in. They're trying to be nice about nice and nice with it, and they try to give you this, that, and next thing. And that's why it's called the Stockholm Syndrome. A Stockholm Syndrome doesn't necessarily have to be anything, uh, to, you know, you're not being held. Uh, at points but there might be yeah but socially
1: you're actually manipulated and influenced to behave and think in a particular way and that's very evident to anybody that's been on the planet for very long I mean the young guys don't know as much but when you know but even they in their aging process will see change in their own on their own journeys they're just not there yet but the rest of us that have been around, you know. We've watched the degradation. We've watched the the dumbing down to the lowest denom- common denominator. We, you know, we watched things change um, so subtly, you know. And the watchdogs among us, of course, sounded the alarm, and you know. Even the astute were like, you're crazy, you're a, ther- ther- you know, a conspiracy theorist. Nobody would ever do that, you know. People don't behave like that. That's demon stuff, you know, or whatever. Um, so, you know, you have to go through this whole process of, oh, God, the first wave and the whistleblowers and, and, and the watchdogs sort of, you know, rut-row, row, something's going on, smell something in the wind. You know, and, and it's a process that we're all going through, but the mass wake-up's coming, and that's why we're laying this down for you, because um, the leaders uh, among us will start talking more about this. And um, as a matter of fact, we got some interesting intel about a particular world leader who um, is um, a history buff and... He has a particular interest in Stockholm Syndrome, and I'm guessing because anybody that's a history buff uh, probably sees that in action. So, um, uh, somebody said, hey, you're going to like this because they know that's kind of one of his things he's interested in, in general. It wasn't about us, and uh, he actually got to hear what we had to say. And what would, what did he say? Very good or something? I don't know. I don't know. It's very good. I mean, I'm very
2: good. Um, he's actually he, I mean, he,
1: he sees it in his own that. people, yes, and and that's the thing. You know, we gotta. That's the thing. The leaders, the, you know, leadership means you have to have a broader view. It's not you pass on the canned narrative. The broader view requires you to look beyond what the masses can see. And if you want to keep your people safe and healthy, then you have to identify potential ideological, you know, mind viruses, essentially. And we have got one identified for you here now, and we need to move past this.
2: I mean, they think, well, some of these real leaders out there are actually pushing the Stockholm Syndrome on their own people, and people are they're saying, oh, they're just doing it for our benefit. Uh, no, they're not doing it for your benefit. They're doing it for their benefit, not yours.
1: Yeah. Well, if you have to force in anybody into anything, then it's not for their benefit because people willingly go where things genuinely benefit them. I mean, it's you don't have to snatch them by the hair caveman style and drag them down the path. You just don't.
2: You know there was something coming like this. You wouldn't try to force your, your your people in your country to do a certain thing. You would say, hey, you know, uh, I can't tell you what you can do, what you're supposed to do in this scenario, but this is what I see help. Um, this will help you get through this a little quicker, or this will help just pass through this thing here. If you need something, you know, you reach out, we'll find something, you know, if that doesn't work for you, you know, let's come talk to us or send us something to and we'll say, oh, well, we've never even looked at that. Well, let's
1: look at it, you know. let's. the you world know. Well, there's a lot of people poised to look at already because that's something we found out, um, you know, in the analytics afterwards. There were people that sort of had it on the tip of their tongue, you know, and the minute it was said out loud, it was like, no shit. And, you know, they're off to the races with it. And, um, we know somebody who's in education that was like, it was like psychology as well. And she was like, God, we didn't even put that together. Like, because it's always framed in a hostage situation. And the thing is is we need to redefine what a hostage situation looks like in the modern world, where you're blanket blanketed with data and information um twenty four seven I mean I believe the Bible even said that even in the last days, the elect would be fooled um you know it's you know we have distraction extraordinaire, and nobody wants their own their own shit anyway. So we have we have a lot of gobbledygook to go through, and and a lot of this is just because we're 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 a damaged people to some degree, but it's nothing that we can't fix. But you have to take ownership of it first. You have to, you know, because here's the thing: you didn't do it to you, so it's not like your behavior's um, naughty because of your own um, thought processes and desires. A lot of stuff is. Automatic or sort of involuntary because you've been seeped in these mentalities for your the entirety of your lives. Some of us, and so you know, you're, we're victims. You know, but I hate that term because that's so limiting. And I'm a victor, and we are all victors. We just haven't gotten through the whole part of that yet. But right now, we're at victim, and it's owning that. It's owning that something really horrific has occurred to us and well, that that's the hardest part that our own would do this to us you know it's like the songbird in the gilded cage yeah really? um and, and when people want to see
2: that's the biggest situation this is what he's the syndrome. If, if, if you are a songbird in a building cage, because you get fed, you get your stuff like this, and you don't you, you don't realize you're being held captive, and you're thankful that they put you in this situation. Uh, we are in a sense. This is the way to put this. One thing is: have you ever seen a lion that has ever been captured in the wild and put him in a cage? You still see that wildness in their eyes. But after a while, they you know, they get fed regularly, they get to so relax and stuff like this. They don't have to go hot and everything. Eventually that that wildness that's in their eyes fades away and they become complacent. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, and it's only, as I understand, it's only um, activated by involuntary, like you rush past them too fast, and they need jerk to protection or something. But they themselves don't think it through like that anymore. They're pretty, they like their captors. Yeah, they're feeding them and they're petting them. They're petting them and say, "Good boy." So you know.
2: Circus. I mean, they get to come out and everything, but they still have. Looking at it from that point of view, we need to look at these animals and
3: ourselves because we are a species on this planet, are
2: we not? So you have to look at them. Look at yourself. I mean, they suffer the same things we do. They can't tell us. They can't talk about it, but they have the same things that we do, and we just don't realize it. Uh, those, I mean, you know, I'm not an animal activist in any way and I know there are some animals that were, uh, born into this and they never survived in the wild, but they still have some of this stuff. There, it is a Stockholm Syndrome and it's almost like a, we a dog. Right? <laughs> you know, uh, that's the thing is, that in itself, is a Stockholm syndrome because, you know, it, it, you're, you're trained to do something, but we're not in any way those types of Stockholm syndrome. We do not realize that we end up getting these because somebody's nice to you, but at the same time they're, 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 they're trying to find a place to stick a knife in your back or whatever you want to call it, you know. Um, they smack you around, but then they turn around and you're cold and you reject it, you know. That's, that's where they're feeding on something. It, it, they, in, the, in, the, in the medical psychological community, they turn around and consider that a coping mechanism that we go into because they figure if we are going to be nice to your captive, it will be nice to you. And that's if you feed off of each other. The captive is just as much of a captive as you are understand that. So <laughs> because they you know, the the Sparkholm Center actually came from it. It was a hostage situation. They went in to uh, rob the bank. Yeah. Well he couldn't leave the bank. <laughs> he was uh, he was being held hostage himself.
1: God so t- the- Yeah. Well, and in in our case, in a global scale, people are just parroting the nar- narrative from the deep state on high stuff anyway. So I could oh, yeah. see where there's some twisted relationship that develops there. You know, the whole thing is just so ugly. I can't even believe that we as a species have to deal with it. But it just really shows how important it is. To be vigilant at all times for, you know, what you allow in your head. Because really, thoughts are things. Uh, Mr. Tom Dooley says that. And I I can't disagree. You know, what you entertain, um, what you put in there, garbage in, garbage out. It's really simple. And if you just, you know, if we as a species just, you know, come to a place where we no longer question the data that we're given and we just are being hand fed in acceptance, blind acceptance, then you get what we have. I mean, we we have um, a, a responsibility here too, even as a victim, because you you can walk away at any time in most cases, even though there's a lot of fear that can be around it. It's usually more psychologically driven and not actually acted on um, because we're not talking the extreme. We're not talking about real bars and we're not talking people with people that have guns to our head. And even in an abusive home, unless you're talking super, super extreme like that, um, there's always a chance you can walk out the door to go to work and not come back. And so, you know, we're kind of at that place now where... You know, abuse is just not okay on any level from the micro to the macro. And Stockholm is really just um, a response to the dialectic that we've been, you know, screwed over by. And it really, the dialectic itself, although a double-edged sword on the nasty edge of it, is it's really just... Domestic abuse. So here, you here we are. You know, just frame it that way. You know, we've all been subject to leadership in our collective home that's Earth. You know, basically a bunch of mom and dads that are nuts, and you know they're narcissists. They're they're perverts. They're pedophiles. They you know they're drug addicts. They fucking dig war and blood and guts. They don't believe in any kind of God beyond man. And they get off on all that kind of crazy perversion. And, you know, so, we, you know, we sort of got it honestly because we turned our heads. And we're not going to do that anymore. Because we're going to have to fight our way through this. And I'm pretty sure we're going to be hyper-vigilant after the fact for anything that even smells like it. Because this is really species-terminating stuff. And again,
2: you you get complacent with these things. You you, you put yourself in a cage and the cat won't. You know, that's what it basically amounts to. You're a bird in a guilty cage. But
1: in the this case, we're talking about tyrannical dictators that are, Correct. you know, that want to put the entire globe—that is, all of us, our the global family—under a, you know, a, a dome of oppression that's, you know, custom designed to, you know, meet their tickle their own fancy. And the only way that stops is when we say no, because there's like vastly so many more of us. It's not even funny. Like they can't, they can't come at us full blown military style, because you know, a republic, b we have our own guns here. So you know, it's not going to be like that. But we have to see what you know is going on with us from. Well, yeah, we just got to figure out what's occurred and fix it, you know, and get into a solution. So we're mentally healthy, you know, after we get through all this crap, you know. But, you know, the thing is, is it's been, you know, I guess the beauty of it is, is that, you know, we're all in it together. It sucks, but we're not alone. We really are as a family. Yeah, we're as a family going through it. Yeah. This is our first really fucked up Thanksgiving, and we got to talk about, you know, some real shit so we can move past it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it sucks to find out all that stuff's happened, you know, like it really sucks. It's a really rude awakening, and it's an existential crisis for many. And especially when they don't come to the party willingly and, you know, reality hits them harder and faster. But, yeah, but, guess, but the yeah. goodness that potentially could come out of this for us as a species is um, unfathomable as well. So there's a lot to look forward to as we move through it. It's just that we have to do the hard, painful shit to do so.
4: Well, the, the first step in anything in this stuff is recognizing that you you have this situation. Once you know that there is there are, there are ways to get out and from underneath it. Once you have recognized it, those who don't want to recognize it will remain there. And then and then when everybody else is off having a good time, they're miserable because they haven't recognized it themselves. And that's the thing. They they you have to recognize for yourself uh, and sometimes it does take somebody kicking you in backside
1: to, to, to wake you up <laughs> so well yeah and there's some of that coming you know for sure sure because we got to fix this but everybody has a chance to process in their own time in their own way but just know that those that choose not to will increasingly um, stick out as a sore thumb because the rest of us are actually going to heal and move on. The bulk of us want that. That's what we want. That's what we need to do. That's who we are as a people, actually. And so we're going there. And, you know, uh,
4: normally, uh, you have to stop the people themselves on on the whole. um, If everything is... As it should be, uh, you. We are. We can accomplish a lot of things together. Uh, other than you know, and if you have some, you know, like a. Uh, let's say um, we pulled all our resources together, and we built. Uh, oops, a prime example. Uh, International Space Station. How
1: many yeah. came God, if we didn't spend money on war alone, none of us, none of us, none do you know we could spend on money on walking back the vax damage, walking back, um, you know, cancer and medical issues, um, new research, getting med beds to everybody, making sure everybody has clean water and hygiene And food and doors and electricity. I mean, literally, there's just nothing we couldn't do. Because we'd all have the basics, then abundance. And then when you uh, add in our coming um, culture of celebration. I mean, there's just... We're going to be... We're going to just explode into new freaking dimensions. um, Metaphorically, please. Uh, And so... Let's go there because this stuff, this warring against each other over what we have, um, you know, different is stupid because we actually have far more in common. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, you,
4: you know, in, 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 um. Uh In the past, you and I have talked about big things, these things that go into this. Uh, And, you know, I've always referenced going back into Gene Roddenberry's Star Trek, especially if you look at the new current... Yeah, uh, Brad wants to
1: go that way. We want to go that. (laughs) Brad wants to Star Trek. I guess we're going that way. But
4: the thing is, that is... What we—that is our prime objective—to look that way because we—we've eliminated having dialysis, we've removed, we've gotten rid of cancer. The—the um, the medical is to the point where we—you—we live longer and healthier lives and instead of being because the human race itself, the species ourselves, we are explorers at heart. We, you know, we by nature
1: we're total adventurers. Come on, you guys, oh, you know yeah. that. Even if it's in a. Bead store for crying out loud. We have our ways of doing our stuff, and just imagine what it would be like if we all just spent our money on pursuing the adventure and the journey together. And our arguments can be about which way to go. You know, it doesn't have to be who you kill because they don't want to, you know. So, I you know, we can just do all of this differently and we're going to, you know, and that's why, but in order to do so, we have to find the will to change, to be a different people so that we can go that way. We can't be crippled or handicapped or set back by our own bullshit that's occurred. You know, it's like anything else that the mature adults in the room have done that, you know, that are seasoned, you clean up your own stuff as you go, right? And if you didn't do it for a long time, you have a backlog when you start, but you get it done. Most people try to, you know, get ready to meet their maker, I would say, you know, as you age. Because you, there is an unknown factor there. And, and so, you know, that that's, that's what we need to do as a species is sort of like... <laughs> you know God wonder if that guy shows up out of nowhere I mean I would be so embarrassed <laughs> right now <laughs> like, like oh hey 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 hide you know hide the paraphernalia God's here you know like I I just you know we all know they're watching but it's you know I we can do better and yeah. we're going to do better and it's by design that we always, Come to a place where we will fix stuff. I mean, because it's inherent in the design for the light to shine on what's in us, shadows there. And us, we have to look at it. We're forced to look at it, whether we want it or not. And if you don't think so, um, try living your own life. You know, as you get older, I think the lights go up a little bit brighter every 10 years, man. You just cannot... You just cannot hide from your own stuff over time. You just can't. You just can't. And it's exhausting to do so. It's easier to face it, really. Oh, I know. But like I said, I mean,
4: when we get into this uh, this, uh, this scenario, we do have to look at what we have collectively happening to us. And that's where uh, the Stockholm Syndrome, uh, all this other stuff that's going on, uh, it's you know it, it, it's we brought that on ourselves for not understanding where we came from okay uh we can we are part of the universe universe in itself is beautiful wondrous chaotic but at the same time uh it it creates when it when something goes away, it creates something else at the same time. See, that's where our problem is: is we don't create when we leave things; uh, we we demolish when we leave. <laughs> so, um, so,
1: well, and we have an ideological mindset that's permeated many of our own pe- people. Um, That does nothing but death cult destruction. That's what it lives for. It knows no other trajectory. You're not going to get sunshine and roses out of those guys. Oh, no. I don't
4: well, know. And you gotta, we also have the ones on the other extreme of it where there are rainbows
1: and unicorns. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and they're so far in La La Land with their make-believe, you know, which to me screams, you know, I'm still too, and I need attention and I don't feel good enough about my own life that I have to get into some fantasy meta universe and pretend to be something different. And quite frankly, we're far too magical of a species to be going that way. And that stuff has actually been withheld from us and as we move through this knot hole I can promise you the treasures that wait us as a species what we get to find out later is gonna be uh, mind-bogglingly cool so but we have to do this work before you get to know the good stuff it's just simple so we can navigate what what needs to be navigated we have to be healthy be healthy. Uh,
4: we also have to understand that um, in this this game of thrones, I guess would be the correct way of saying this, <laughs> is we're, we're our own worst enemy when we're trying to get things going, and that's where and that's when the Stockholm syndrome comes into play into all this. So they have to understand that they um, they're. they're they, you really are you are your worst enemy when it comes to this because you really don't understand what you're doing um, and you don't know what you're doing to the your, your fellow
1: well your family your friends your co-workers all that and you know we our, our our society itself is mentally deranged at the at the helm I mean that it's mental illness everywhere you look But it's, you know, being revered and exalted as not just the norm, but the preferred. And there's nowhere to go with that. There just isn't. There isn't. So, um, it's a dead end. It's a dead end for us. It is. And I think people um, can see very clearly, especially the older citizens of this planet, I don't think you have to tell them more than once that something's gone terribly wrong on the way to the grocery store, and we need to You know, we need to handle it, handle it, handle it. So, and we will, but again, we have to do the work necessary within ourselves in order to get the collective results we seek.
4: Yes.
1: Do you understand that guys? You have to do it. We have to do it each our own. When we each do our own, we get that collectivism. You don't have to clean up your neighbor's shit. You can't possibly do it. You don't know them well enough. You you need to just figure out what's going on with you. Or if you're lucky enough and fortunate enough to have family and friends around you that are willing to talk about this openly and honestly, then yes, by all means, let them be a second set of eyes for you. And you can do that for them as well. In love, for sure. But... If you got to do it privately, you can do it that way, too. If you got to see professional care, um, there is going to be an explosion of awareness in this field. You're going to be hearing more about it. There's going to be things for you to look at, people for you to go see and talk to if you want to go that way. I mean, but we've got to do the work. And so we can, you know, not be... (laughs) Not be affected by it. It's like letting go of our baggage, you know. Because we want to be clean and sparkly for what's coming. That's the thing. It is so cool what's coming that honestly, if you're not in a place of stasis and balance and harmony within yourself, you're going to feel bad because it's too cool. And you're going to feel like as if you somehow, are, you know, like, I don't know, are left behind. And I don't want you to feel that way because we all can go. It, we, and we all need to go in a particular direction. And all the data that we need will be made available for us to do that. Many people have already planned for our species, what um, our planet's going to look like, how we're going to do business after we let, you know, get the cable Leviathan off of us. You know, there's a, it's not, you know, it's, people have been planning for this for decades too, you guys. So this is really going to work out for us all in, in the best way possible, but we got to allow it to shape us. We have to allow it to shape us. Because that's gonna what's going to give us access to all those treasures inside that we have because we're sitting on all kinds of goodness we have no clue about and have not been told about. But we cannot wield these things responsibly until we're accountable for what we have right now. Yes. I, I, and you know, they,
4: they, another thing is, is, not only that, is they have to understand that the healing starts and, and you do the healing, you know, they have to get going here with their, their own healing. Um, but it starts when you recognize that this is an issue we all face. Granted, and they do have to, they'll have to do it in their own way. Uh, because not everybody's the same when it does certain things, but the, understanding it that, there, that this is, first and foremost, this can end any hope of getting to be a better species if you keep falling down on the betterment of yourself allowing these things to bother you or looking away from it, even, you know, oh, well, I don't have that, you know, that, well, that's the first thing. And then when somebody says, well, I don't have that, understand that's the first sign that you have it worse than somebody else. Boy, oh,
1: right away, it. right away, right away, because the astute man is curious and he just wants to look and see. You know, that's the thing. There's no shame here to find that within you. Again, we're victims. So I don't understand why anybody wouldn't be willing to just objectively look at their own life and see where this might have caused areas to malfunction and analyze that and work to eradicate it, it's you know, it just takes a little bit of time, you guys. You just have to be mindful of what you're thinking and pay attention to what you say and why you, why you say it, why you do it, and all that, and be sort of hyper vigilant for a while. But after that, it comes becomes knee jerk, and you can spot that stuff as you go more readily, and then fix it quicker as well. But you know, the fear is largely what keeps people from moving forward is if some and I don't know what there's to be afraid of at this point. I mean, we're already on this <laughs> um we were already on the um precipice of extinction anyway. I mean, really, I what do you got to lose cuz we you know, the path we're traveling now leads nowhere. I mean, it leads to the ditch. We're already there. Yeah. So, you know, this is, you know, places up. Up, uh, yeah. yeah. And 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 we wanna go up. We need to get up and out of this crap. It's it's time. It it's been
4: a time for a very
1: long oh, time. Oh God, it's so past time. I just I really I I can't tell you how hard it is for me as a human being to watch my my beloved species just struggle, you know, through this crap and corruption. But I also know because I lived it, you know, privately and went through horrific shit of my own early on. Um that if if the, if you do the work, if you do the work, you will be and it seems like it's not possible. But you'll be better than you were than before you even went through it. And it's hard to imagine how you can be a victim of something. And how it can turn around to be one of the greatest assets that you have you know, in your tool set. Um, but it's true. I know about Stockholm because I lived it. I was able to see it. I was able to see it in others. I could I had the experience directly. I you know, and I'm smart enough to, to see it play out like and I just want more for you guys than that. I I can't even tell you I could. I can't even cut my heart open enough and bleed out in front of you to tell you how badly I want us to be whole and healthy and how great it will be when we finally have done the work and have gotten clear and clean of this crap. It's worth the effort. We're worth the effort.
4: We've always been worth the effort. As I said, sometimes... Most people, they get, they get used to that gilded cage, and,
1: and they, they just don't realize that they're in a cage. Well, yeah. we are. We've been in a cage for it a long time. It's already been in the cage to get out of the cage and say, you know, you're in a cage. Um, and that's half the battle.
4: You have to have somebody that's walk. You remember, the, the saying is: is uh, granted, granted, it is a you know. They say you cannot travel down the same road because the only thing that you gather is the dust of the builders of that road. But the thing is, is they've paved the way for you <coughs> to go that way. Now, once you get to a certain point, you may want to branch off and make another road, you know. But then those who come after you that want to go that same way. You've already paved that road for them so they they don't have to uh, deal with well, uh, building a, a road to the mountain.
1: Yeah, and we're paving the road for you because we love you so much. We love you. We love our species. We give a fuck about Our mental health, our spiritual health, our emotional health, our financial health. We care. And so we're building a path away from the bullshit so we can become better together.
4: Yeah. See, and... Granted, there'll be, more, there'll be different challenges for those who come along behind us because eventually anybody that builds a road, when they get to a certain point, they must stop building a road and let somebody else take on that, that building on further down the road. Uh, so, you know...
1: Oh, I want them to help build now. Are you kidding me? If you're in mental health... And, and this has been on your heart. Start writing your papers. Start talking about it. Start talking about it. Please. To, it's the time. You'll find others. You know. Our godparents are so wonderful because they prepare us all. They prepare the leadership that's necessary. They will co-create with you. You've had this on your heart. You've noticed it. You've seen it. You maybe didn't know how to articulate it. Maybe you were afraid to step out because it was too controversial. Or the deep state was holding you back and already slapped back something you've done. Just push forward help us heal. We need our mental health professionals to step forward and lead us through this because in the proper way, you know, in the best possible way that's, you know, for us, you know, we can't do it. All we can do is tell you what's going on and we can do our best to help you from our, you know, our resources. But there are so many others that are going to be leaders in this that are going to take it, like he said, way farther down the road. And they're going to not just build a road. They're going to get it to the end of the road. And they're going to build a damn facility that helps us all get healed. So let's all, you know, just respect that that's, you know, happening. And and by all means, please pop up your tents, guys, and find each other. Because it's time to support one another through this. And, And you guys can lead us in that.
4: Well, you know, they're in the days of old, how we used to say it, is that those who build a road, um, that is what they're doing. Those who come up behind you after you've shown them
1: the way to build a road, they will build highways. Yeah. Well, that's if they paid attention to how you, how you showed them how to do the road. But, yes.
4: Well, I mean, you know, that's the... Uh,
1: well that 's the thing attention. is we 're all supposed to get better as a species generation to generation as we pass our knowledge, the baton yes. of our our experience and share with one another. We refine as we go along, but we've been um, placed at odds as a part of our Stockholm to not revere your elders and not trust the young people and everybody's you know doesn't want to um, look at a, another point of view when it's simply data collecting to see what somebody else's experience. And it really just runs your horizon. I freaking love people's point of view. It makes me smarter. I'm all about being smarter. So I'm going to tap into your stuff. If you know more than I do, I want to. I can't know it all right now. Maybe across lots of time, but not now. So, Let's you know. Let's just get out there and do the whole hand holding over this one, and begin to share what we know of 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 what's already available to us, and then let's dig in deeper and see what we can learn together that maybe we don't know. That's a symptom that we hadn't identified before, or maybe cross something off that doesn't apply, you know. But let's let's figure this out.
4: Yeah, we, need, we do. We need to figure it out. We need to go forward with it. And, and, and you know, there there will be, you know, and recognize that not everybody's going to have the same things either. I mean, some people will have this part, but not that part. So that's where we need to look at this. So we need to understand that part is uh, when we gather the data and we, we look at what we're going on with this, I don't, like you said nobody's going to have everything that's on that list but at the same time you'll still have everybody'll still end up with the same after effects
1: well and in and on a in a large exactly so everybody's got their own measure and it won't be a bigger load than you can handle that's just how the the design works anyway but but beyond all that you have to remember that there's been a completely false reality a false narrative parroted worldwide to many of us you know and that's going to be revealed for the the falsitudes that it really represents. And um, that's going to be part of the breaking down, you know, the cracking that that the syndrome itself, because reality will be so hard-hitting for those that have been immersed the most in the Stockholm Syndrome. Because they, they are, they, even when the truth comes out, you guys, they're going to vehemently and viciously fight on behalf of their jailers because I guess they don't want to be wrong, but it's part of the syndrome anyway. That's the thing. It's the knee jerk. It's not even like they think it through. It's part of the psychological setup.
4: It is. It's it's all... It is the same. So um, that's what it... That's the thing. People don't realize that it is all the same. Um, You you don't want to look at it. They'll they'll deny it. Uh, That's the first thing. And the thing is, is they will love the person that is turning around and telling you that it's not going that way. They will... and that's where most of the venom comes from, because they, the ideology, is right there with
1: them. Um, well, and 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 to be perfectly honest, there's a lot of people that truly love the direction this was headed because they themselves um, have a resigned to a lifestyle of perversion and degradation. So um, that's how deep they're in. So the whole idea that that's not going to occur going forward and the light of day shining on the reality of that is going to be, um, you know, it's going to produce an existential crisis. It just is. And, you know, oh, yeah. and, and then, you know, you got your blank slate or we have some people that we as a society and culture and a planet are going to have to carry um, because there are just some people that are not going to bounce back very well from this. It's not like they're oh, going to yeah, be out there causing bad. problems the for you. It. It's very
4: sad.
3: Made a profit off of this.
4: Now those are the ones that that's why people don't realize is there is actually people that profiteer off of their their
1: their angst and all this stuff well hello uh big pharma is the whole thing i mean every time you turn around there's a condition of something i mean my god the i I, it looks like our species is literally breaking down if you just look like look at the ads for big pharma across the board anyway it's like these are the biggest dealers on the fucking planet you know, they got a pill for everything, but the pill makes things out the back end worse. It's, you know, and all that, you know, we're going to get into the therapeutics, you guys. We're going to get into more alternative medicine combined with very high end technology. We have a lot to look forward to in terms of healing us, ourselves physically, but it's more important to, right now to heal mentally. The physicality will go away. Well, a lot of it comes on its own naturally because that's part of the universal design. Others that have um, gone farther and the body can't restore, there will be other avenues for them. But yes, yeah. And, I, you know, Steve's supporting this, too, because, you know, they want us to do this, too. And so we are going to um, get healing. And some people are going to get, quite frankly, supernatural and miraculous healing. But they got to be open to it. You know, others are going to have to fight tooth and nail for it because it's part of their larger story and it will develop into something different that will serve them, um, greatly in the long term down the road in possibly another arena. But all of us are going to get only what is ours to burden and we're going to, have each other to lean on as we do it. We're being supported by the universal design itself that always wants to repair by, you know, involuntarily so. And then we've got Steve, who we can directly connect to and talk about it with and get, um, you know, personal, intimate guidance. So um, we can absolutely do this. We
4: can't. We can. is nothing we cannot accomplish together
1: not a damn thing. We're that awesome. Yes. But we got to almost remember that part because we've been so beaten down emotionally. You know, we're like the gal that's in an abusive relationship. She no longer believes she's got value. She no longer believes she can do something. She no longer believes in her education or her background or her prior knowledge because she's been systematically broken to the lowest possible version of herself. So that it could be controlled. She so could and be controlled. And that's what's occurred to us. And we're basically taking our power back when we do the healing part. And saying enough is enough.
4: Right. And, and you know, uh, the thing is, is the, the main part of the Stockholm in itself, even though the, how it was going, it was it's another form of control
1: because that's it's it's all about control another form it's um, a professionalized weaponized form of control oh yeah
3: psychological yeah that well
1: that's the main thrust and they use physicality like if it's necessary in certain situations on high-end scenarios and targets and assets but and in the home of course certainly um might is thrusted to dominate someone but You can dominate somebody just by influence. And when you hold the microphone 24-7, and that's basically what's occurred since the day they went live with, you know, their programming, you know, because they did want to return us to our regularly scheduled programming. So I don't know how much more obvious that shit can be. And we're just going to have to unwind it. That's all. Yes. That's it. yeah. It's to, it's simple. I mean, we know what the problem is. We know what the solution is, and now you cus- customize it to fit yourself personally. And the, and the hardest one, and this is the truth: the hardest thing to do is to take that first step. God, just to look at it objectively is the hardest. To just yes. be able to willing to say willingness to say. Good God, did this bullshit get on me too?
3: Yeah.
1: Because we like to think we're better than that. You know, it, You somehow, you know, we're immune to the crazy. But unfortunately, no. this is too pervasive, too insidious. It's too long term. And there's not a one of us that haven't been affected by it again. So no shame. There is no shame there. No, no shame. You have, you have to, somebody
4: has to say something.
1: And, we just oh, ha- it's kind of like the pink elephant. Somebody had to say it out loud. You know, it's kind of yeah, like intervention. Them. Yeah, it's it's like, come on, you guys, look around. You'll see it everywhere. Um, it's It's not hard to spot. Once the lights are on, it's obvious as hell, and you can never not see it. And, um, well, yeah, we can. We cannot see it when we're down the road from it and it's extinct. So, how about we terminate that shit and extinct that? Because otherwise, it will extinct us. It really is a battle to the death here. So, it, is. it, it really is. So, I mean, that's what death death and dying is all about so for ideologically speaking so we're going to just actually kick the shit out of it and be the victors that we are yes yeah victims only a temporary phase as we get refined on our way to um being full-blown victors so yes. you know it's just a, it's almost like um the path to greatness you know there's a shit ton of failure on the path to greatness Oh yes, there is, and you, but okay. you got to go through it. You got to go through it because that's where you learn.
4: Well, you remember um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Edison turned around and said he didn't fail ten thousand times; he just found ten thousand things that didn't work.
1: <laughs> it's all a matter of perspective, but you just keep going, and we'll keep going because we're kind of diehards. And quite frankly, for all the effort that's been made to try to kill us. Warp our minds, um, complete, take complete control over us. I have to say, we're resilient as fuck. We, cockroaches got nothing on us, man. I'm not kidding. We can get through anything. We'll just keep coming. So, you know, don't worry. We can really truly do this, and again, the beauty of it is it, is that we get to do it together. It's not like it's occurring to you by yourself, and oops, you got to, some stuff you have to deal with on your own. This is all of us. We all have it. We all have it. It's, Period. We all have it. Period. And Period. it's so. And well, I would arguably say I have healed from mine, uh, but I've worked really hard for that, so I can help a little bit with that part. That's why. You know, I brought this forward to begin with because most of it's just recognizing that it's occurred. And then when once you recognize that, again, you see it everywhere. And once you see it, you can have the contrast which makes choice available to you. See, prior there is no choice when you don't know it's occurring. You follow involuntarily and um, you know, without thought, down a particular path. But once you have the awareness, now you have choices. See, you can take your life back. You can choose not to behave a certain way. You can choose to get healthy and whole. You can choose to be awesome as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, definitely. And the other thing is, is
4: uh, um, understanding yourself. You will know, you will find your strengths once you come out from underneath this. You will find your strengths. Oh my
1: gosh, you'll have to have strength to come out from underneath it. We all will.
4: But you'll find more of the ones that you never knew you had. I love that part. And that's the, that's the beauty of it, you know. You 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 yourself you had the personal uh, deal of it. Uh, I was on the other end of the spectrum where I fought against it. So I so we have the two perspectives. We have the extreme of one actually having to deal with it, and we have the other extreme fighting against it. Because that's that's where. Now you have two sides of the same coin, and everybody else is that edge running around the outside of it, and they don't know which way to go by by coming out and saying something, "Hey, you know you got this uh, you know I've been there done that uh you know it's i've been in the
1: i've been in the press, I've been in the vice i've you know uh. I've been jammed through the knot hole Tinkerbell style, but here's, but here's the thing. I mean, it, it's, it really is, you know, at least from my perspective, it really sucks to, you know, go through something like that and it's so damaging and it took me, um, as you know, uh a damn near shameful amount of time to deal with it because I just really didn't have the resources to get the kind of help I needed. Um, But you know, at the time, and so, you know, it, it is a daunting thing to look at something and process through something so traumatic and so unhealthy and so wrong. It's, it's, it, 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 it gets into you and under your skin in ways you can't fathom. And it's so long-term if you don't deal with it. And so, you know, the when you have an entire species that's had one form or another of these kinds of things occurring and often multiple types of attacks on their choice and their mentality and stuff... It, it, it leads to depression. It leads to hopelessness. It leads to drug abuse. It leads to suicide. It leads to a lack of purpose, a lack of passion. It leads to mental, emotional, and spiritual fucking death. If you don't own that shit and turn that around... Because nobody's going to do it for you. They can't. They you. really just can't because only you know. Only you know what's necessary, and that's between you and God. And really, that's why I say I always default to that. I don't mean to, to be dismissive of the healthcare professionals even though they've arguably done a, a real disservice to us in recent years but i understand that most people come from a good place and a good heart but for me um and and it's necessary and i have used them but the best best part for me was um you know just having god there
3: yeah
1: you know when i walked through all that and you know i was really alone um and it was really horrific shit and I had no frame of reference I didn't come from a family like that I didn't you know I didn't know what I stepped into other than I knew fucking I was gonna go on and the merry-go-round for sure I knew something wasn't what anyways um you know I they got me out of that they got me out of that it took a long long time but they got me out of that. And. That's why I want to help others, and that's why I just, you know, I can't implore you enough to pick up the phone and call your godparents if you're struggling because they saw every step of your journey, and they can fix anything with you. You just have to co-create it with them.
4: You have to be willing
1: to You have to be reach. willing. It's not easy to come out of that. It just isn't. I don't know why it didn't kill me. I just it didn't even break me, but it fucking damaged the hell out of me for a very long time. And um, that's
4: that's that would that's expected with that kind of deal. It does um it does. It it, it it messes
1: with you. It, it in ways you don't even think. I mean, the obvious ways you could take care of right away. Oh, the night you know nightmares or whatever you think you know or expect. But it's a gift that keeps on giving, and you have to work really hard to trust people again. To tell yourself that that you know that you have a choice on whether or not. You go that way again by recognizing red flags, learning from the experience. I never went that way again. I remember my father saying, you know, it'll be interesting to see how you do because many women repeat the pattern. And I said, oh, yeah, not me. That won't be me. And you just watch. And I didn't. I did not. Because I analyzed the fuck out of what I did and the choices I made that even made that fucking possible. And I was equally dancing. And that's what people won't own. And that's what prevents them from healing and getting better. And that's what keeps them in the bottle. And that's what keeps them taking pills. And that's what keeps them wanting an early death.
3: Yeah.
1: Just own it. Because if you do... This is the thing, if you own it, nobody can do that to you again because you will learn from it and spot it fucking five miles out and you just won't have to go there again. But if you remain blind to it and ignorant to your own behavioral patterns and ideologies, then you're destined to repeat your own bullshit and the cycle of abuse is on you and you passed it to your damn kids. And we gotta stop. Yeah. Oh, God. I really do. I didn't mean to get emotional. I was afraid of this. I was very agitated before this show.
4: I I know. (laughs) But you're here with some... You know, uh, I, I... I completely uh, understand about being emotional about it because uh, that's the thing. You have to get emotional with this. Uh, People have to get emotional with it because if they don't get emotional with it, they won't take action.
1: Well, and you have to dump the baggage. You can't let those toxic emotions sit inside of you because they really eat at you. Yeah, and you kind of have to be hyper vigilant because it is so pervasive. The psycholo- the stuff I went through was largely psychological, and the threat of violence was always there. And I got to tell you, it's really a fucked up gig when it's you know p- damn near prograde, and you know, I, I mean. You know, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy, honestly, because I love people too much. And so, you know, we just need to do better. And I, I don't want any other person on the planet to ever face what I've faced. And I know that others that have been in places like I have or worse feel the same way. And I, it's time that we take control of the party and help people get, you know, the healing on the way to healing that they need to so that we can move past this and we just don't have to even remember what the hell this kind of crap was
4: As, once we get past it it's just a matter of going forward and making sure that uh the next person doesn't have to experience the same thing you experienced and you know, by giving this information to them, at least now they have something to fight with. Uh, and that's the big deal. Uh, very big deal for the, everything that goes on here. Oh, God, and you
1: can recognize when somebody's trying to manipulate the hell out of you once you heal, and you just don't even have to go there and stuff. It really is beautiful on the other side, you guys. It really is. But you're going to cry a lot in the meantime. That's that's the only
4: down deal. But the thing is, is, remember, those are cleansing tears.
1: Yeah, but good God, Brad. I mean, if I cleansed half my body weight right out of me. <laughs>
4: uh, you know, um, a lot of times they, they you really have to take it for what it is, uh, even though... Men themselves hate crying,
1: I know, but uh, it's so- re- re- the release afterwards feels so good it's um, it's like an emotional orgasm. Why wouldn't they like it? well,
4: <laughs> well men have been oh, over the centuries we have been uh, taught that it's wrong to cry. <sighs> well
1: you don't have to cry in front of each other if you don't want to, but God, it's good for you to do it. Yeah, uh, no wonder you guys had heart attacks so early and shit. You don't have a well, release. They do
4: harbor more more stress upon because they do, and and that's a big thing that uh, we have to get past. Is we do harbor more stress on ourselves because, um, you know. We, we care our, our, a, a true man that has any type of feeling for family or, or friends or anything like that or that goes around in that they're going to stress themselves out because you're not trying to you're not any lesser of a man because you're, you, you're doing, you're crying or something like that. The thing is, is men try to suck it up because that's what we were taught and uh, you know, I, I always bite the bullet every once in a great while, but, you know. Well,
1: some things you should bite the bullet, skin, knee, and stuff, but with emotion stuff, I mean, it's a necessary, I mean, we wouldn't have it as a part of our mechanism if it wasn't necessary for some kind of cleansing, and as a female, it's cleansing, I can tell you that, I, it sucks to feel the pain. But afterwards, it feels better until the next wave comes, that, you know, to get it out. But I don't know why we socialized men that way. I'm sure it has to do with, you know, the whole hunter-gatherer, blah, blah, blah. But we're kind of past that. So we all have to recognize that we, everybody's feelings get hurt, even
2: men's. Now, I don't know who coined it there was probably a hunter-gatherer
4: situation I, I have to I have to think that they did do that and I have to think that the emotional part of it was uh, programming for later on um, you know it's just something telling me that I think they were more there was more heart back in back in in ancient times than there are now um, it's hard to say
3: for sure. Oh, and
1: certainly in certain communities, I would imagine like the pagan communities had more heart, you know, like in more indigenous tribal communities might have naturally had more heart. So, yeah, I, I mean, it just shows you how far we've fallen because, you know, I, I think by nature we are um, more tender and more willing to express that when we're in a safe environment. But we haven't been safe to express ourselves to one another in an authentic way for, long. I would say, a long time for some of us and ever for some of you others. But at the same time, though, I'm not suggesting to the millennials who are all up in their feelings... To strictly give way to that because you need to use your intellect to analyze, um, and your logic to analyze how this has applied to you, and feelings alone, um, can get away from you, you, you know, and and you can actually get addicted to your own feelings. That occurred to me, I cried for so long, Brad, but um, because it's a release, <laughs> but you know. <laughs>
4: But um, the feelings do get away from you because uh, the feelings, your feelings can get away from you because it feeds into the
1: Stockholm syndrome. Well, yeah, and you, sometimes you feed it because like you used to say, I think, you know, go hit a punching bag. My dad got one of those because you were supposed to angst it out on your punching bag. Um, it, the punching bag just made me more pissed off. Because I can't do very well with that guy. So, (laughs) you know, it was, or, you know, it almost like feeds the violence or the anger. I, I, you know, the just acting in a violent way, even if you're pretending, I don't think that was a healthy, that kind of, that kind of came and went, you know, I, in the seventies, there were so many psychological things people were trying. It was kind of fascinating to be alive during that time with the (laughs) transcendental meditation and the. Dianetics and you know the uh, Shirley MacLaine stuff and you know there was just a lot of lot of stuff happening, new thought, you know, um, new ways of thinking about your life, about your experience on Earth. So, but we've gotten so far away from reality because our reality has been very uncomfortable. It's been very ugly, and it. It is not any wonder that we look to things as a form of escapism, whether it's a game or whether it's a bottle. I mean, we get that, honestly. It's really fucked up out there. So, like, you know, we all have coping mechanisms. Some are healthier than others. And um, the idea is we need to kind of get healthy so that those things naturally fall away on their own. Because you don't need the vices and the coping mechanisms if you can cope another way. Or you don't need to cope anymore because you're
3: healed. Yeah.
1: And, I mean... It's crazy what happens to your own um, your own body's um, desires and insatiability when you finally have filled the void with the truth and reality and accountability and ownership and the integrity and the character um, that's required within the design to... Um, you know, exercise the maximum benefit of our human potential and ideal. Yes. And you feel so good when you get to that place, you know. And we're going to feel so good as a species, but again, we're going to go through the knot hole. But be willing. Be willing. It's not the end of the world. It's just a whole bunch of crying. (laughs) Crying, shrieking, yelling at the moon, squaring at God. Don't call him the seed word. It hurts his feelings. (laughs) <laughs> Remember they used to have those gurus, they used to go around from town to town
4: and they'd have those sit-in deals and they'd have you sit on the floor and yell and scream. Yeah,
1: the primal scream thing. That was, yeah. But that was another thing because in that, it really, when I tried that screaming into a pillow, I just got more angry. Because again, you're you're traveling down the path of the emotion that I really wanted to curtail. Yeah. It was, it sort of self perpetuated in a way. I can't explain it, but that didn't work for me. I don't want to feel shit. I don't like feelings. I mean, I like them enough to navigate, but I don't like the extreme like backup of, oh God, I got to work on something and all that and wade through it. That's, I don't like that. But it has to be done. But once it's done, see, then you don't have all that nerve-ending, raw, you know, trigger point at any time go-off stuff because you have unresolved conflict within you. I personally don't like that because I don't like being manipulated by random fucking shit you can't predict. Because you trigger on stuff when you're not healed on the inside. I don't want anybody or anything having that much control over me. I want mastery over myself. And that, my friends, is the beginning of wisdom and understanding. And that's what we're called to do by the universal design and the designers themselves who have given us the intellect to do so. Giving us Everything that we need is just... Everything like we need. Good. We just actually have to use it and stop being chicken shits. Yep. Okay, that being said, Brad, I probably had enough about this for a while. um, <laughs> I, I, um I did want to say that we have another brother that's coming forward that has had a, a, a horrific experience himself. He knows he suffers from... Um, Stockholm. Um, He's actually quite an excellent writer. He's looking to write about it, but he's mulling over whether or not he is comfortable enough sharing it with us live. Um, But I'm hoping um, that whatever he chooses, that 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 won't be too far down the road from this um, because his story is is really a wake-up call to a lot of us, too. And, again, the brave young men around me, it's it, its it busts my balls seeing these guys step up. Because I'm talking, you know, it's one thing for a girl to say I was abused in the house or I was raped or this happened or that. You know, girls are perceived a certain way. We sort of can get away with that to say it, no problem. It's not a, a an indictment on our fucking womanhood. In any way, if it's occurred to us, but for men, they do feel as if it is, and so it really is. It it really is. is. Yeah, you guys feel so different about that. Well, remember, we're always
4: taught to uh, suck it up.
1: You know, yeah, suck it it up, suck it down, keep moving, and Uh, don't
4: let anybody see you cry. Uh, It's also that deal says don't
1: or sweat.
4: What you do, don't ever, ever let them see you sweat.
1: It's like Eminem's words, you know. He's about ready to throw up his spaghetti or whatever, but on the outside, he looks like he's ready. Yeah. Yeah, it, it just, you know, it's okay to sweat. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be, um, you know, crazy. You know, on, Yeah, human, crazy on the inside and calm on the outside. Um, the but, but let's just get on. through it. Yeah, just keep swimming cool and collected
4: on the surface but down below you're kicking like mad <laughs>
1: right right well I just you know I I just I'm excited I wanted Brad to share though before we um, closed out because we did get some great feedback and some um, we got the, tell them about the 95% um, percentile statistics on the rejection factor that puts people in stockholm and then Tell them about that, Brad, and then I also um, the generalized feedback we're getting because we get our analytics from a number of places, and um, Spreaker hasn't. Spreaker's sort of off the beaten path, where our real action is is iHeartRadio, but I don't have an account there, so I can't monitor it, and Brad has been doing so, and it's been gaining some traction over there. So, Brad, share really quickly um, the kinds of things that we're hearing and um, also what um, your friend that's um, in psychology said about the 95% factor on that. Well, i see 95% of, uh, uh,
4: of those that, that we've seen so far... Uh, They all have have a denial to the fact that that it's going on. But when it does come out and they do see different bits and pieces of it, the 95% changes. You get down to a 5% that will categorically, no matter how much you give them and show them that they've got it, they will deny it no matter what. It doesn't matter. That ninety-five percent.
1: What is it, that? Is that some kind of knee-jerk? You don't want to look weak back from survival days or something in our DNA, or is that just pure human stupidity?
4: That's human ego.
1: Boy, we're we're in we're I a thick. Itself. We can be it a real does. thick bunch, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I
4: mean, well, you stop and think. Uh, that, that people. Uh, uh, you look at somebody, and say, "Oh man, you know, e- you look like you're about ready to have a heart attack or have a stroke." No, I'm not going to have that. I'm healthy as a horse, and next week he's in the hospital for a stroke. You know, <laughs> you know it's that kind of deal. Uh, and then women do it too. Um, we get stubborn. Uh, our e- we don't want to have our eagles bruised in in any sense. Or any form, uh, and and, and will deny it categorically, no matter how hard it is, until it hits you straight in the face. You will deny it to, uh,
1: and that's. God, I don't know. I think some of the di- denial is just flat an unwillingness to do the work. They deny it because they know that there's work involved to make the changes, and they don't feel like it. Well it, it could and you know it's like there is a percentage of that that would well, they always say people are comfortable in their own chaos. That's why they always return to it. Well, it's the bird. That's the bird and the It is. And that's why a lot of times women that have been abused go right back to their abusers because it's. A new one. It, yeah, yeah, because it's a chaos, unfortunately, they're comfortable with, especially ones that came out of homes that had the same kind of chaos. They really don't know any difference. So why would it look weird to them? That is the cycle. They don't. That's if mom and dad behave like that, and they chose a partner that way. For them, that is no normal behavior. They may not have gotten the memo that the rest of us don't treat each other that way, because they're too busy in their own chaos to look up and see what anyone else is doing.
4: Right, and and that's 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 one of the things that. they don't. They don't. They don't get into uh, understand. They don't understand themselves, let alone wanting to admit they were wrong too. So that's another thing. Sometimes it just.
1: Oh, I don't mind doing it, but I need a minute till I can say it <laughs> out loud. I don't mind being wrong. I mean, for whatever reason, it's not the end of the world for me. I don't know why. It just, you know. What's the big deal? So I'm wrong. Being wrong is only an opportunity to find out what the truth is so I can do that later on, you know, from that then uh, point. Yeah, then I know the truth and then I can do that. And, you know, so it benefits me. So being wrong isn't a bad thing for me. That's a learning experience, you know. So, But I don't get the whole ego thing with that. But I think we can unlearn that ego-wise, though. I think we could be more tender with each other in general. And um, just that would nip a lot of that in the bud because we've become so competitive and so dog-eat-dog that I think that's, that's part of yeah. Mm. That's it. Yeah. Right well, but that's part of the whole thing because they want the sheep to compete to the bottom, you know.
4: Well, I mean, somebody wants to be in front of the herd, so the thing, remember, the sheep that are in front of the herd that are fighting to get in front of their herd are usually the first ones getting taken down by the wolves.
1: I just realized all the people that judge me for my um, builder's dust are actually looking at my ass. How can they possibly know what I'm about? If you haven't seen the front of me or you don't know where... You know what I mean? Like, you're looking at the back. Oh, and that's only one side.
4: Well, you see the thing is... is one and not,
1: thing arguably is. not my best side. <laughs> yeah. well, sometimes
4: that's the only thing we see. You know, uh, we don't get a chance to see the front sometimes. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, I, you know, just know that my heart's in the right place. And if I was ever, like, to make a misstep on something, you know, I would just have to own it and course correct it and fix it for us. That's what a good leader would do. I mean, that's just real simple stuff. Now, again, before we go, cause we'll drift and I am running out of, you know, everything, probably batteries, yeah. but not our new space. Thank you again for that. But the battery, um, if, um, Please um, share with them the kind of feedback we've been hearing because I've been very excited. It's kind of trickled in slowly, you guys, because it is a lot to wade through. It was almost three hours. Um, So, you know, you really have to digest that, maybe even in bite-sized bits. But um, we're starting to get some great stuff. So, Brad. Take it away. Well, we, see, we actually have we have the gambit of it, uh, but the
4: biggest part is most of them are, are now recognizing that they have uh, Stockholm syndrome in some fashion in any possible you know everything from minor uh, parts of it to oh crap uh, I'm, I'm I'm almost on the precipice of flipping over you know <laughs> it's you know uh, the. And people are actually seeing that this this is the deal. It, granted, something you get a group of people uh, they'll look at this and they say, "Well, you know, we don't have Stockholm syndrome." But the minute you start putting out. Do you have? Are you doing this? Yes, I'm doing that. Are you doing this? Yeah, I'm doing that. Well, do you feel this way? Do you feel this way? Is this bothering you? The, the, this is coming through. Are do you? Do you like the people there? But you can see what they're doing on the backside. You don't like what they're doing over here, but you like those people.
1: Oh, I see? think that I think something that people can look to as a really good everyday example of Stockholm. And that's you son of a bitches that will bitch about your employers and about how much you need, hate your job, but you'll never do anything to leave them. Yeah. Yeah. You'll never leave. You'll never risk going to another environment that you might actually love, that you might actually fit in. You, you'll you stay because of the money, see? there's the, entic- the enticement, because there's always enticement with Stockholm. You're rewarded, see, when you behave a certain way. And yeah. that's, that's Stockholm. Literally, when you won't fucking make a change for yourself that will better your life, and you choose to bitch about your jailers while you're still helping them make money, then you probably have Stockholm. Stop. Most of these people need to stop
4: and think about how, back when they were little, how often did you hear your dad come home and say, If I didn't need the paycheck, I would, you
1: know. (laughs) My dad actually did shit, so to thank God for my dad. He did. He did shit, so he was more entrepreneurial. But uh, even so, that that you, that is the common, more of a common man's experience, and everybody says that, and everybody convinced themselves you don't need the fucking ba- paycheck. What's the worst that can happen to you? You go bankrupt? Whoopie shit! You get to keep your car, you get to keep your house a lot of times, and then also you get to keep your um your your shit. You know that you're afraid your personal fucking belongings. So what exactly are you afraid of? You know, failure teaches everything about success. So you know, just some of the richest men in the world have filed bank. Trump more than one... Trump what? Four times? Yeah, it's a, it was a business strategy, Brad. It's trust a me. Strategy. It well they kind <laughs> of well once the peons figured out it was then they. They sort of clamped down on that. But it used to be quite the business strategy. Oh, yeah. I mean... It was literally reorganization and getting out of having to spend money and shit. Yeah, you might lose your boats and shit, but whatever. Who cares? You get more.
4: But, you know, the Stockholm Syndrome, and and, they, and you can find it, uh, you can actually look it up in different places. Look up uh, Business Stockholm Syndrome. And I guarantee you, you'll find stuff on that too. They find it in the financials uh, part. Uh, so it, it,
1: Everybody it that worked for Camilla Harris probably has it. Well, they
4: probably, yeah, no, really.
1: Is. I mean, if you're working for a psychopath, I mean, come on. And uh, for the money, because your quality of life means nothing? I mean, what?
3: So you could kick
1: the cat and yell at the kids? Oh, God. In a heartbeat. (laughs) uh, I don't... There's no amount of money that will... That can pay me... For the loss of my personal peace of mind, it there just isn't. It, if you've never had peace of mind, and I'm talking that peace that passes all understanding that you get when you're knee-deep in Steve, um, then I, you won't know what it's like to want that more than anything else that man can hand you. I know this feeling, and I know what it's like to live in that place in my inner man, even when chaos is around me. And so, um, I'd rather live there. I'm with you, Brad. I'll go to the tent in the woods with you. You
4: know, that's the thing. And I, I know exactly what it feels like to uh, start over uh, to leave just because you didn't like the person there. No check, no amount of money is worth.
1: No relationship, no marriage, no nothing. worth. Nothing.
3: Nothing.
1: Not your peace of mind, which breaks down your health when you're living out of balance. All that shit goes south on you too, man. That's so why we're I, fat I, and drug I addicted. <laughs> you know, I, I, we're I, hurting. I've worked, I, I worked at jobs that
4: uh, I would work my fingers to the bone and, you know, not get much out of it. And, and, I mean, i put in god-awful hours, and I get a measly couple hundred bucks for check,
0: you know, and... People are saying you look like you're you're wore out. You're tired. You you look like you you could take you need a break. Um, and when I realized that uh, I was putting my
4: health on the line for this for a measly check, I, I was gone.
1: It's just not worth it, and in the long term, some of this health stuff you have to live with chronically, you know, forever and ever afterwards and stuff, and why would you even do that? Why would you even choose that? I mean, my mom always said, oh, if you got your health, you've got, you know, everything and stuff, because she struggled with that, and it's so true, if you, if you love what's and you, you're happy
4: with what you're doing. You've
1: never worked a day in your life. You know never. I, it's not work. Mm-mm. It's not work. It's not. It's a passion.
4: It's a passion. Yeah, yes. and purpose.
1: You see, I do construction on the, on these other things and, and, and
4: things like that. I love that kind of stuff because I like to make things. I like to build things. I like to see what somebody use what I have created. That is a passion with me. you know um even that's one of those things uh so you know that's i don't work i have fun with what i'm doing
3: (laughs) i worked in a grocery store when i was younger that's worst job in the world man i'll tell you what the hours suck (laughs)
1: god yeah i've had all kinds of jobs but each one you know has left a footprint on my heart in some way or another because You learn something about yourself or um, the leader that you worked under or working with the staff themselves or how they resolve conflict or don't. I mean, there's just... You know, if you live a life of awareness where you're observant of everything around you and what's being said and you recognize that there really is no coincidences and that overseeing something, I mean, overhearing something means something. Seeing something that you didn't expect to see might be a message as well. You know, um, we walk around largely oblivious. Otherwise, when there are so many signs and symbols that will provide guidance for us, on our journey of this magical mystery tour, but we've just got to be aware and that's it. But for some reason, people don't want to be aware of themselves. And I guess maybe they're afraid of what they'll find. And I can tell you, I felt the same way. I don't know. I thought maybe I'd fallen into abyss of my own bullshit, but I, what I actually found was a whole bunch of stuff. I didn't know it was in there. And, um, it's been absolutely so mind boggling <laughs> to, um, yeah, to have like, yeah, I can't, I just want you guys to get on the gravy train here because you are sitting on stuff you don't even know about within you, but you can't get to it until you really, you know, wash the bullshit off the gemstones. And that's just the bottom line. Um, So the invitation is to get after it because on the backside, what you become and how you feel once you become that and then what you naturally give to the rest of us because you've entered into it is so incredible. You want to go to that promised land because I promise you that's a cool place to live.
4: It is. It really is.
1: It really is. It really is. And once you get through the biggest knot home, mostly that's, you know, the breakthrough. And then after that, you kind of know what to do, you know. And the next time something comes up, it might be a different issue, but how you navigate it, how you analyze it, how your objectivity, you're applying it to your life, seeing if it's you all that, that wouldn't change. So it becomes a life skill in general that'll keep serving you well beyond Stockholm Syndrome. So, um. Here's one for you. Once you've gotten through the knot hole, you've squeezed through that
4: knot hole. The only thing that's left is to pull out the splinters. Once the splinters are so pulled out, you're right as rain.
1: Yeah, those splinters. Oh, my God. <laughs> Every time I think of the knot hole, I think of that damn Tim, Tinkerbell trying to get her hips through there. And that was me, oh, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think Steve. I think Steve picked up a two by four and knocked me on my ass off. Finally, because I wasn't, you know, I, I, you know, I'm not the brightest bulb in the pack. I'm, you know, I'm just somebody that's older than most of you guys listening, or maybe somebody that's more interested in the team spirit and how all this works and how we can optimize and work ideally within the framework of the design and all that. But if I can figure it out, anybody can. And so, I but I love to do shortcuts for people. Now, I know people don't listen and they want to do stuff the hard way because I'm that people. But there's also people that are not that way. That people that are actually smarter than us that will actually um, analyze data and choose not to go a certain way because it just doesn't even sound fun to them. So, you know, I'd like to prevent some of that. And then the ones that have recognized that they've been, you know, temporarily tainted by this experience, um, you know, at inviting them to stand up and be a leader and help others move up and out of it. Oh, yeah. Because it is temporary. We will move through. Yeah, this is a temporary nightmare. This won't be forever and ever, amen. And the more focused
3: we,
1: yeah, and the more focused we are about about it, and the you know quicker we get after it, the sooner we move through it. It doesn't have to take a thousand years or nothing here, guys. I mean, really, some of us will move through it really quick quickly because. Um, a lot of us have had that nagging and gnawing that something's fundamentally not right, but we can't fix our lives, and we don't know why. And that's why we always sneep back to our old vices and patterns, even though we really do try to get better. And we do have seasons where we move away from them and try to do the right thing, and we don't know why we keep going back. Well, hello, you have a condition that you haven't identified that's causing these behaviors. And once you identify it, you'll be able to move up and out and past, and never look back. And
3: you'll feel better
1: about it. Oh, my God, so much better. So much better. All right. Well, thanks um, for listening to us, you guys. It probably won't be the last you hear of us about this because we do have to work through it. But we wanted you to know that people are listening and people are getting excited about having the words um, to give voice to what they have sort of knew was wrong internally and instinctually. And so um, we're really excited about um, the growth and change that's going to occur on the heels of this as we keep going through it and after it. So thank you for joining us um, and. Please try to tell your friends and family to listen to these episodes. And um, we'll get back to you as soon as we can on whatever else we think would be helpful to um, us as we move through this really uh, ratty part of our lives together.
4: (laughs) Everybody have a good evening. And remember, we are always watching.
1: Yes, and follow the light with us at Illuminati.am.